NFL Podcast. Ranked Courts of Thunder, only two stars. <laughs> From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. Greg Rosenthal, who, I mean, that's his thats his podcast. That's one of his many sub-podcasts. And yet, two stars is it coming from Mark Sessler. No, no. in fact, I have co-teamed with Greg that's and have true. done some illustrations um, to help promote the Courts of Thunder brand. I think someone in this room actually coined Courts of Thunder a that's, couple years ago, so I'm That's bought Mark in. as well. Mark right. is actually technically the only employee for, of Courts of Thunder. I'm, I'm not... It's <laughs> arti- our artist. I'm completely disconnected from that IP. I just... I cannot do it. Well, that no, sounds it's gone. like we know where two when, stars when, might have When come. football <laughs> came... When football uh, arrived, there is no more tennis podcast. But the Jessel Nick and Rosenthal Vanity Project is rolling right there. You know, you couldn't. You couldn't just let it go. You had to get your plugs in. Like, I'm not going to say that the throwback podcast is an evergreen show dedicated to a study of alternative rock music of the 1990s with me and my friend Bob Castro, which no you can need- check out right now yeah. wherever you get your podcast. I wouldn't do that. You don't need to mention you that. You wouldn't. Absolutely. Anyway, it's not just about the music. It's about friendship. Speaking of friends, we got one right here. Oh. She is, I mean, she's a star. I mean, we're lucky to have her. Let's just start there. Um, and... Uh, she is on many a program, including power rankings on NFL Network, including Game Day Picks Live with Greg Rosenthal. <laughs> she is Cynthia Freeland. Welcome back to the Around the NFL podcast. Thanks. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Wow. Really going kind of with like the ASMR type voice there. I, I, I yeah. mean, I just felt That's like it matched NPR. the it really matched the like the song in the background. Yes. You know? Yeah. That's, that's what a, I was trying to yeah, do. You tonally nailed it, and that's yeah. a good sign for the rest of the show, I think. <laughs> the reason I always use that drop for guests, I, me and Ricky, use, shorthand, it's called Sausage Fingers, because it's a, a YouTube clip of a, uh, a man with, uh, like, rotund fingers, like, shredding beautifully. Uh, and whenever we introduce a guest with the music, what, how they explain the music is a little bit of a window into who they are. Like, I remember when Kyle Brandt was on the show, he's like, oh, yeah, this is from Silk Stockings, the old... <laughs> Or Red Shoe Diaries, I think it was actually. Uh, so the UC is more like this is a chill. I feel like an eighties movie, like Tequila Sunrise or something uh-huh. like that. Like uh-huh. it's you know like a dramatic scene. Like there's a, a big decision to be made, Huge. and mm. someone's contemplating it at the beach, and like you know, <laughs> definitely at the beach. Exactly, you're painting the picture. Like a less here. frenetic montage it. where there's a exactly. lot happening inside the head of the character, yeah. and the turning point is um, on the way. Exactly, it's yeah. like just sitting at like you know next to the lifeguard station, just. Yeah. Maybe in '80s, so they were probably smoking a cigarette. But you know, and we so, also know from talking with Cynthia, we we don't need to dig into yeah. this further. That that particular player, yeah, with the rotund fingers, which she fingers. would be very, she would be fine with it. Well, no, I mean, no, no. yeah, Cin- Cindy doesn't like a man <laughs> with small fingers. Well, just that's a small hands is a <laughs> it's, it's a, a deal breaker. breaker if you're in the market for a Cynthia Freeland. Um, <laughs> by the way, you should have seen. Wish you're not. That's a bad. That's a you should have seen one. Greg's eyes light up when I mentioned Red Shoe Diaries. He's like, which episode, which season? <laughs> <laughs> is it the David Duchovny years? Is it the ep with Matt LeBlanc in it? Anyway, apparently I know a lot about that program. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, like, that was a big reveal. Listen, Greg, I was actually. a teen boy in the 90s. I'll leave it there. Now, why is Cynthia Freeland here? It's not to talk about little hands. It's not to talk about soft, poor uh, softcore pornography on Cinemax. <laughs> it is to talk about the midpoint of the season. Although welcome you're, to the show. you're welcome to talk about any of those things. Um, we call it uh, today's uh, conversation, uh, Cindy's Pretty Hate Machine. Let's listen to this little uh-huh. Nine Inch Nails, speaking oh, of 90s yeah. alternative rock. 
as we, as you look into, you have a machine that you use that compiles data. Um, you're very talented in this realm. And we want to know as we turn toward the second half of the season, which teams are about to rise up and grab playoff spots? And who are some of the playoff position teams that are going to fall out? Is the machine going to help us there? Yes. Good. <laughs> the, mo- the model the has mo- all the yes. answers. The, the funny model. part is like, like, I just want to know something. Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, what do you think that it, like, looks like? Do you think that, like, the machine tells me what to do? Is it, like, Terminator? Has it come to live? Like, where, like, how do you think this works? Like, how does this work in your head? I think at one point you did mention that it was in your bedroom. So I imagine there to be, like, you remember during the Cold War when the USA and USSR would have dueling supercomputers yeah. to figure out who could? I picture that, like okay. a 1970 supercomputer that takes up 75% of your bedroom space. Well, it does heat me in the winter, so that, that helps me out. <laughs> Smoke well, comes true. out of it, like yeah. when, when there's like a crazy pick six, just like... <laughs> Upon your last visit, I think I actually requested, and this was, you know, pre-corona years ago, and I understand that you, you know, we've all been distracted, but... Um, for a photograph of oh, shoot. said motherboard right. and You're whatever right. it looks like. And uh, still waiting for that. But I'll I, get it for you. I'm sorry. I, tol- okay. I totally forgot. It's literally like, it's not as, it's going to make Dan upset. I got to like, mm. fa- I gotta, you know, maybe you could draw, like I'll, I'll send it to you and you could draw a rendition of it okay. because I don't want to upset Dan because it's not oh, that like exciting yeah. looking. It's a, it's a computer. La, la, la. It, it looks like a, like a, like la, 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 but it's, la, la. Uh, we, yeah. you don't want it shared. It would be secret information. Well, it's a, like you can't see anything, right? Like it's like a tower. It's a few towers. It's just the, the point of having the towers is so you, you have more RAM, meaning it can go faster. So then the models would take like a week to produce results. A lot of I mean, you, yeah. you run 300,000 projections. Or For each remaining game. So every, it takes a every long time. Week. So you need a lot of RAM. It's just you know? an excuse so that when it picks a game that like Cynthia doesn't totally agree with, she's like, oh, the model did it. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I program the model, so I'm the brain it. of the computer. So it's, it's really all my fault. It's just it tries to make it so that it's like, you know, not biased. So we're going to talk about Cindy's Pretty Hate Machine. We're going to hit the Thursday night football previews. We look ahead to week 10, Baltimore at Miami. Uh, we're going to hit Monday night football, uh, the recap. But I just want to get one thing, one more thing uh, as we set the table for today's show. Um, Mark, apologies again. The, the situation with Chris Rose on Sunday was unfortunate that Greg and I brought it up, um, that we thought that you were short. Made it up. We thought that you were being short with Chris about his Browns excitement when he rolled over to our area and you said things like, I don't think they're very good. And then you came on our show and you were like, so happy about the Browns. It was like, why didn't Chris get the same yeah. thing? It wasn't so much like the length, but the lack of enthusiasm. Just like, I'm not going to meet you where you are, Chris Rose. Did you guys practice this before no. the show? Your little and you're gonna th- and you're gonna say, oh Dan, another manufactured joke. This isn't real. This is absolutely real. I've gotten to know Chris a little better this year during the season, and uh, we exchanged phone numbers at one point. And I actually got this voicemail uh, late last night. Hey, this is Tugboat. You know the drill. And it's Chris Rose from NFL Network. Hope you're doing well. I need a little advice here. The other day, I, I walked past you and, and Sessler and, and Greg, and I wanted to talk to Mark about the Browns, uh, and he just kind of blew me off. So I don't I don't know why he was short with me. I don't know if there's something going on, if he's pissed off or what. <laughs> I was hoping to then talk to him during the Sunday night game when we all watch uh, together in the theater, and he wasn't there, and you weren't there, and uh, Greg would two G's was the only one there and I don't know why it's two G's but anyway um, so I don't know if you could maybe call me back and shed a little light on this I mean Mark and I have been buddies I thought for a few years and it took like all the strength in the world to not walk past him and make fun of that really ridiculous cheesy mustache he was trying to grow Ooh. out I don't oh know what wow this is going anyway, in a surprising anyway just get a chance just give me a call so we can talk it out because um, 
I really, I'm kind of hurt by it all. Mm. Thanks, man. Take I mean, care. again, not my, not manufactured. That was a real voicemail. Sounds organic. Speak on it. No, I mean, you know, friendships. Um, I have been friends with Chris Rose for for uh, a long while at this point. Could have um, fooled us. Well, shared, you know, shared interests, but friendships go through different phases. And I, I you know, there's challenging phases. There's like, they, we have to grow. And maybe this is a point of growth for me. I, so you, I'm not always going to argue, uh, you guys, when you create these things. I like, in this case, I'm saying like, it, maybe it was real. I am learning now that my, I impact some people maybe the wrong way at times. And, you know, check yourself at the door. Did, Cindy, as someone like, a, as an outsider on this, what's your take? I mean, I've been to a lot of therapy, yeah. so I thought his response was like, just really like, I mean, Mark's just like a big man. Like, that's like yeah. a very smart, a like very educated, very, yeah. you know, empath- like a lot of empathy, yeah. a lot of like emotional maturity there. Yeah. Will well, I put it into action? That's part hmm. B. <laughs> Where was the empathy on Sunday night? I think Right. Wasn't what, there. It was a lot of hitting yeah. out. It was a lot of pushing back. It is an interesting window, though. Uh, you mean, you talked about points of relationships that Chris and Dan are at the point where... Chris is now leaving long voicemails. And you're sending to Dan, him to voicemail. Like regular. Yeah. Yeah, so why'd you send him to voicemail if you guys are so close? I was uh, taping power rankings. That's why. Got it. Yeah. Okay. It's the minute you get Dan involved, things become destabilized with friendship. <laughs> the first part of the friendship. So just you got to be aware of that. Um, all right. I'm I'm just caught in the middle as usual. All right. There we go. That's what's going on with that, and we'll keep you updated, the listeners. Uh, if that could be repaired, that relationship. Let's, I just would also like yes. to point out, like Chris Rose and I are really close. You he are. like he like actually like tweeted a photo or it, you know Instagram uh, story to photo of me on Sunday, so I could ch- I'm gonna check up with him in 2021. That is the greatest indicator of true friendship. Obviously, <laughs> let's check out some Monday Night Football. Put a bow on Week Nine. The snap is down. The kick is on its way. Long enough. High enough. That kick is good. Boswell, an incredible night at Heinz Field, has put the Steelers on top with 26 seconds to go. Oh, my goodness. Are the Steelers good? I'm really not sure, but they won the game. They did, 29-27 over the Bears. A Chicago Bears team, Cynthia Freeland, that put up a fight that was in danger of getting blown out of that building early. But with their young quarterback, who threw for 288 yards and a touchdown in the second half, they battled and battled and battled, took the lead. And then there's Big Ben in the offense getting that last drive to score uh, and win the game. Where do you come down on the Steelers after watching this particular game? My first note is I never want to see Ben Roethlisberger run again, ever. <laughs> Not once, ever. I was so, funny. I was like, wow. There's... You're talking about that last designed run where he thought he was about to have his John Elway moment and kind of fight through that tackle. And he looked like, like it was like, <laughs> like there was mud on the field suddenly. And he right. was so slow. It was, I was, I, I was shocked. It was I can't so even much... imagine the force it would take to make Big Ben helicopter. He's more like one of those giant aircraft carriers. There's just, you're not going to spin him. No. No. Anyway. No. Anyways, uh, um, I think we see a really interesting thing about the Chicago Bears offense, meaning I think Justin Fields is finally starting to take that step forward. It seemed like at least he could recognize zone defense a little bit better and was able to find and connect with his receivers in zone. And that's hard to see. It's not easy when you cut man to man is way easier for rookie quarterbacks to be able to pick up on zone defense is a little trickier. There are bigger holes in it, but throwing your receiver open then becomes more important, which means Justin Fields is now taking a step forward and recognizing the defense a little bit better. So that's interesting 
interesting. I also think there were some really strange penalties in that game. It was kind of my like overall my overall takeaway. Right. The penalties I'm sure we'll get to, but Fields, even though they lost, felt like the biggest yeah. story. And I think he took a couple of lessons from his first Devin four or Bush? five starts. Oh. Also, that Devin, like to run right into Devin Bush, I was like, "Why are you doing that? that like, don't that you don't want to do? No, but for don't the most part, his instinct the last yeah. two weeks when the throws aren't there to run decisively have helped him out, yes. and they've picked up a lot of first downs or picked up six or seven yards. His best two games of the season are easily the last two. Uh, I think he was what nine for fifteen on throws over ten yards. His his deep throws were great and he kept going for it from the pocket like if you're a Bears fan it's almost the perfect situation according to the Bears fans I know which is that they want Nagy gone but they want Fields to be the truth which is a hard uh, thing to balance so this you get the right best you got the best of both worlds here because their defense at the end of that game is what lost the game is total totally. co- coaching meltdown cool uh, in that either. in that field goal drive where the players were absolutely confused so fields looks good the coaching's still bad you get both you get both I don't know if I trust Bears ownership to understand the divide between Matt Nagy's either helpfulness or lack of helpfulness um, and what Justin Fields is is someone that's becoming especially over the last two weeks more comfortable more daring do, using his athleticism, his legs. And I thought last night, ripping the ball a couple times, getting Allen Robinson involved for the first time on that team in roughly two decades. I mean, That would have been a touchdown if Robinson didn't right, get hurt Jimmy that Graham play at the end of the game. Showed up, yep. so I, I, Jimmy Graham was there on the field. Wait, yeah. what, who knew the past came to the future? I think you have hope as a Bears fan, and it doesn't really matter the results of these games down the stretch. In fact, it would be better if they lost a bunch <clears> of more <throat> games to clear house. I, yeah, I think... I don't know. With Bears ownership, I think they understand what's going on here. The Nagy's a guy that's on the ropes, and Bill Lazor, his having greater control of the play calling, is now connecting to Justin Fields looking better. And also, by the way, rookie quarterbacks just get better typically if, they, if they're the real deal as the season goes along. So I think that's what we're seeing. That's exciting. Uh, there were some money throws by Fields there. And, and on the Pittsburgh side of things, they're really a tough team to get a handle of. You got TJ Watt, and he's doing his TJ Watt thing. And you good, have, he's great. You you still have that. You still have that Heinz Field home field advantage, and, and and that's a great thing too. But I just feel like this offense. Put it this way: I thought they were cooked after they lost the lead. I didn't think the offense was going to be able to get it done, and I think Chicago's defense, with all the errors and mental errors, really bailed them out in a lot of ways. Um, they I didn't st- know what coverages they were in. Yeah, I don't know. Plays. There was clear confusion among I think, the players. I think the Steelers are a team, because they're well-coached and they have these big-time players dotted throughout the roster, will get to the 9 or 10 wins that might get them into the playoffs, but I just don't see them as that kind of upper-tier AFC team. I like. do think, though, like against Cleveland, and you know, we all saw the photos, the film coming out of that, the offensive line, which was a disaster early on, meshed against Cleveland. And I think they continue to grow. And that's what you want to ride that because it's not, the offense has changed a little bit. It's a, it's transformed. But I mean, they're months away from needing a quarterback of their own. Right. This Big Ben season, it's it's almost charming. Like he's giving no, it his all. No, no, I mean, I'm, no, I hate I, I have, no. not to all. As a person, no, I've never like, no, I've never been on board. No, I, what I'm trying to, make to say charming is with that sideline thing. This is my daughter. No, he's not charming. Uh-uh. In no. fact, like <laughs> the worst. He did the thing where he that Ben's laugh as we've you know featured on the show over the years. Very strange. like when they asked him, he's like, "How are you feeling?" You know, when when uh, you watched uh, Justin Fields go, he's like, oh, "I was feeling a little nervous." <laughs> and it's just like, "Are you not a person?" Uh, but like he's giving it his all. Like I saw, I, I don't want to steal the joke, but when when he threw that 
that deep shot to Deontay Johnson, and someone said it looked like he, you know, was trying to hit a 300-yard drive with an eight iron or something. Like he put his back into that throw, and like we learned how far he can throw it at this point, which is about 45 yards. And like they're doing the best they can. I don't think their defense is quite good enough to make up for Big Ben. I mean, they had a chance to close out that game in the fourth quarter, and they couldn't do it, and they got bailed out. Uh, Two other names: Pat Fryermuth. I got a feeling. Mark, that guy's going to annoy you for a while. Uh, like, I mean, like seven to ten years. I'm already annoy annoyed. You. He annoyed uh, me last week, and he continues. He's to a annoy badass. Me. Like every touchdown guys. he has yeah. is amazing. That really he, he's nice make big return plays. on investment in that draft pick. And Cassius Marsh. Oh, I'm sorry, Aww. dude. I am so sorry. And you look badass in the press conference. And kudos to you for looking the way that you do. Uh, but. <laughs> Like, come on. And I, this is a big story right now. Everyone's talking, speaking out on it. Mike Tomlin even, like, got out there and said, hey, we're just trying to clean the game up, he said. He's a member of the competition committee. We embrace the responsibility that comes with being the role models that we are. Well, I don't know, Mike. If it happened the other way, the shoe was on the other foot, I don't know if you're making that quote uh, today. That was a BS call on Marsh. And, and the way the official kind of backed into him through the flag, I Tony Carrente. What are we doing? What are we doing? And he said he felt it was taunting. Anytime that the official has to use the words, I felt that it's using so much subjectivity. We've seen the NFL course correct on some of these rules emphasis um, points midway through seasons before. They don't announce it publicly, but suddenly, remember the other season when they just stopped calling holding after uh, everyone last was upset? season? Yes. Right. And there has been a couple ones like this with the catch rule. I think it's time. I was hoping as I was watching that, that maybe this will be the moment where they're like, let's back off the taunting. It needs to happen in these prime This might be games. the flashpoint, right. yeah. And he called it a point. Like, All the first he did thing was, he said was, it's a point of emphasis. He, it's like, come on. It was man, a great football moment. The, you know, he, he gets spent that the sack. practice and the, the offseason there. He was there on their preseason right. team. So, yeah. he, so like, in I'm a sense that like, goes to Carrente's point that he felt like it was something. Because in a way it was. He just was looking over at the other sideline. But like it's an emotional game. That was a beautiful moment. Like you cut me. I just made this play. It'd be nice if the ESPN booth, uh, who had uh, another rough night, like had that and could provide that context to the listener because none of us knew it or were knowing that at the time. Um, but like that That's helped why you explain to everything radio. that happened. That's why you listen to the radio. Kevin There's Harlan some really great radio calls on that. You just watch it and you time it up. When it was, and you hit pause. Uh, it's great. I didn't want to move. say this, but you brought it up, Brady. When it's 26-26 after the Bears touchdown to tie it, and the Steelers go offside on the extra point, and Greasy starts saying out loud, hmm, maybe they'll go for two here. Bro, it's 26-26. <laughs> I mean, I think he checked himself <laughs> after, but you're absolutely right. But I mean, well, they, yeah. it's but a the high Steve, bar yeah. because you're the Monday They're Night not, Football they, 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 guy. The it's, Steve Levy called where he made the whole country think it went off the crossbar. And I've heard people go like, well, it looked like it. But he's in the stadium. That's the advantage of being in the stadium. Don't watch the monitor. They're, they're killing me. They're I, killing well, me. Well, that's why you got to listen to the radio. Uh, and and my <laughs> last thing, in the NBA, for instance, in like the playoffs, the, the, the referees put the whistle in their pocket unless they really have to call it. You let the players figure out these big moments on a third down sack where you're getting off the field in a close game. Oh, my God. you got to look the other way, Carrente. All mm. right. There we go. Monday Night Football. By That's the way, right. I have to give Cassius Mars some credit. They kept that camera on him 
and he did not like I thought he was gonna cry for a minute and then he like pulled it together and mm. he like really like you saw him like dig pretty deep there to find some right. composure so I don't know I, I like that story like I, if I made a practice squad and then I made a, like a crazy insane play and then I looked at them and do it I, I probably would have cried also so. his coach <laughs> ripped him up as he oh, came and out the, and field, then he came back and apologized and he because he was like oh yeah and that was nice to see too anyway but, but yeah no I appreciated that like a moment of like grace and like, good for I've you. heard say, yeah. people say well at least it didn't like change uh, how the, it totally changed it, how the end of the game went. Like it would have been a total of different time, ending. If the they amount, that and that's what the, I wish people would have talked about more. Is you talk about analytics, the analytics of the time on that Ooh. are you totally changed the difference. How much time would have been left for then? You know, the Bears who showed that they could score very quickly, they would have had another drive, not just Cindy. that last. With the time analytics. I love it. That's a segue, baby. All right, let's pause right here for a break. We'll be right back. Cynthia Freeland. (laughs) Screaming time for no reason. (laughs) Her pretty hate machine. It's in her room. I see it as a giant Cold War supercomputer. I don't need to hear anything else. And that's, you know, when we're thinking about, okay, first half of the season, virtually, it's over. Now, we look ahead. Let's talk about it. Greg, Mark, throw out, you could throw out some teams that you feel one way or the other about, whether they're about mm. to surge or fall off. But uh, I'd like to start with Cynthia. When you ran it through your model, um, were there any teams that really jumped out to you that are going one way or the other? Let's start. We'll start wherever you want. Well, I think ahead of the season, I think we were all, I mean, look, I, I a little shocked. The Patriots, no one knew what to do with. Uh, I fringe potentially, you know, maybe make the play. And now it's going to be very hard for them not to make the playoffs. And the AFC is a very, a, a much better conference. Just that, you know, the middle of the AFC is stronger than the NFC. The guys at the top are great. And then the ones at the bottom are the lions. So ultimately the, the differential between the two is very big, you know, mm. take out the Jags and take out. The it's going to be harder to get that seven, six, it's going to be hard to get six AFC. and seven in the AFC than it is going to be in the NFC. And, and it's interesting. And then the other one that's like really quite interesting to me is, you know, I, I don't know when I looked ahead of the season, I really, I would, I was very, I thought that the Colts would be stronger and I think we're going to see them push up higher. I think mm. they had a, an unfortunate beginning to the season. Injuries plagued them. And I do think that they're going to end up making a, a later What do you got surge. for your, do you have win totals, projected win yes, totals? All right. What, what are the Colts and the Pats, former rivals? Okay. So, well, I got an article coming out later on this. Spoiler so, alert. Well, we can embargo the show until no, it's, it's uh, no, published. Yeah, embargo or the we show. we can tell you that we're going to embargo Or this or is the like other. the best promotion possible best for Best promotion possible. Uh, right now, <laughs> Patriots have a 54% chance of making the playoffs, which, by the way, I'm pretty okay. conservative. You know that guy. Mm-hmm. Do. Greg knows. Like Some of these win projection models get like wild, and that's just not the case, right? So, um, And that means they're most likely going to be either... So it's 9.7, which Love is it. 10. Okay. I love it. Like, obviously, it's a model, so it's never going to be perfectly the number. Okay. People get very mad about seven games. Exactly. That's, People get really mad story. about like fractional yeah. games. It's be but you have story. to remember my point here that the AFC, the middle of the AFC, is stronger. The point seven matters, right? So you just look at the order more than you have. So to what look. about the Colts? The Colts. So I've got Colts here. Can I guess? Can yeah, I guess? of course. You have the Colts at because they got a hole to dig out of here. I think you got the Colts at nine point three. Anyone else? Mm, uh, uh, you pitched them as sort of spicy a minute ago, so I'm going to go nine point six. Ah, you got it. Oh, no. <laughs> that's pretty good, Mark. I'm your computer. You on won. This show, <laughs> he wins. <laughs> nine point six. All right. Yeah. 
So that could but remember, get, so that could remember get them these in. are very these are small and the, it's based the on the schedule. Correct. And remember, too. they also have the advantage of playing. You know, they have a division that's pretty that's pretty. Um, but that makes sense. So they're going to win nine or ten games. Mm-hmm. The Pats are they, they feel like a 10 and seven team right now. I'd like that. How about the other side? So those and way the, the way the AFC is set up, it's so wild right now. It's so out of control. It feels so fluid that I do think I think a nine and eight can get you in. There's basically you 12 know? teams. If you eliminate the Jets, right. Jags. Dolphins but just remember, just remember, they have the the Colts have the Jags twice still, one more Texans. So there's three games right there. And that's where right? the Steelers struggle. If you look at their schedule after this Lions, yeah, the Steelers. At least in Vegas, they probably would be underdogs for their last eight games. Which yeah, is crazy. I only have them favored against uh, the Vikings. It's very close. Okay. That's the last one where they're but close to favorites. Like the Jaguars-Buffalo uh, outcome is a perfect example. The FC seems so strange right now that looking at a schedule and going, this is going to work, this is going to work, this won't work, it just feels like it's a fool's errand. That's why you need the yeah. machine to step in and give a little more data <laughs> I, I, to figure I'm it out. Giving, here, I'm going to make you an analogy of yeah. what the machine does, right? Sure. It's bad English. So you guys who actually know grammar, like this is not right. the right English. But like there's overwhelmed and there's underwhelmed. Like all I'm trying to figure out is what that line is. Like what's mm. whelmed? Well, Right. Mm. So like you can say, OK, I think it's scale. more than that or less than that, like overpaid and underpaid. Well, what's paid? Got I it. have a can I ask an NFC team? Yeah. Yeah. Because like I wanted this. Well, let's I wanna, guess the number two. Let's keep doing that. That's I, yeah. Fun. And I want to know the process <laughs> because like a team like the Saints <laughs> that I think have been like kind of battling our expectations. Hmm. Week strange. Week. Very strange. And so Very what strange. do you do with your with the supercomputer when like, let's say, so Jameis goes down, yep. you're dealing with uh, Trevor Simeon. You're getting a little bit of Taysom Hill in there. The defense is rising. Like I trust them to be really well coached. Like where do you see him winding up and how do you, how does your process change when like chaos occurs to human beings? The good news about the saints is that despite being chaotic, you mentioned it. The coach is very like Sean Payton's one of my favorite to track because he's got, he's very um, reliably aggressive or non-aggressive. It's, he's situationally very, con- he's a very consistent human being over time. He doesn't change his coaching strategy very often. You see it. You kind of know when you're watching, you can feel it. Oh, this is a taste time of management Hilda. too. He is always is the same. Then uh, for good or bad. The Does same. he get like a grade or a number from you that you plug in? I, like, how do you see? I just like consistency, like be who you are. Then okay. I can model you easier. Do you right? adjust like, from Jameis me. downward to Simeon, or how does that work? Yeah, uh, like, look, we have a lot of Simeon data, though. It's not like I'm going from uh, uh, um, Mike White, exactly, yeah, right. from Mike White to Josh. Anyways, anyways, so it doesn't even matter there. But so we do have that one's not the hardest one I've had to do this season so far, um, especially with a good defense and their defense has stayed very consistent year over year in terms of who the players mm. are. When you have a lot of turnover, it makes it more difficult. Nine point eight for the for the. I'm, Panthers, I'm gonna. I'll guess. Saints? I'll guess 10.1 because I doing game day view with you every week. I know which teams the model loves, which is often, but not always uh, teams that Vegas loves. And to that point, like the, the Saints yeah, are barely listen, an underdog let's, let's talk in about Tennessee this weekend then, against Simeon. So I'm going high, I'll go, and I'm going 10.1. I'll go 10.2 to get closer you if my, you went above. Yeah, you That's stole, kind of cheating. Kind of cheating. stole my info. So remember I told you how there's the ones that have like that they don't ever land on the normal number? Yeah. It's 10. Okay. Ah, <laughs> and you guys went over. I no, I got right. Price is right rules. No, you can't really right. say let's, the rules Let's be clear. Let's be clear. The, the it's good when I give my numbers before Vegas 
gives theirs. So like, I'm not I, trying to no, 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 group no. you my, together. No, no, no. But, my point is, know. is it is no, good, did, but it's good. <laughs> Vegas is way better at my job than me, and we do You're the same pulling thing. From similar. But the point down. is, Don't I say give, that out loud though. That's like, like that's. Great. She knows what she's doing. Right. That, knows no, she's but doing. my point is, is when the things end up the same, people on Twitter are like, "Oh, you just copying the Vegas numbers." I'm like, "No, no, your girl's getting good at this because she's better than they're better than me at it, and they've been doing it for longer." Do you want to honk about being right about the Cardinals all year? Because you've had them as one of the very best teams in the NFL from week one. It's probably why you're leading our Ooh. picks competition on Game Day View more than anything. Well, it's just competition. It's just I getting imagine, ca- the Cardinals right they were week after. And do you have the them? Do you have them continuing to be this good? Um, yes, but they're not my Super Bowl team. Hmm. From uh, they're not my. Super why Bowl did, Why do you think you, the models like the Cardinals so much all year and been right about them? Um, well. I had them as a risky team. Either I was going to be very, very, they were either be very good or go very poorly because they were expanding their playbook in such a way where if, you know, everyone's talked about Kyler Murray, how does he execute this, this, and this? Well, they got a little bit lucky with some Raiders exodus from their O line getting Rodney Hudson there in the last minute because that was the, it's really interior pressure that makes a lot, huge difference for Kyler Murray. Now, does Colt McCoy help out with this? No, it makes it way harder, but I do have a number of Colt data points to, to refer to yeah, you but do. interior pressure <laughs> and and Cole also McCoy, so. no I love yeah. Colt McCoy too but he named his son after Colt McCoy which is perfect for- baby pony I love it um <laughs> so but but long story short is like you know like after they stopped rolling out only that like basically the bootleg where he goes off to his right and spins all the way around like once they added more to the playbook I'm like well if he if they can keep the interior pressure from being too which is why you see the difference when Hudson's playing when he's not very big difference for him and also they got him a bunch more playmakers I mean AJ Green obviously hasn't played in a couple of games but when he's out there it creates a lot more space for DeAndre Hopkins when he's healthy and Christian Kirk has been the beneficiary of that and now they've got Zach Ertz and you know when JJ Watt was healthy for the two minutes he was helpful to them so you know they and I love their the way that they create space with their safeties. I love Buda Baker. I will. I'm a like a, unapologetic Buda Baker lover. Buda Baker lover. And Isaiah Simmons is taking a big step forward too. So you know, I their squad could be a Super Bowl. Team. Me, but only if it all fit. It like, not yeah. your Super Bowl team though. Look, They're wait, not my Super stick Bowl. Stick a pin team. in that. Stick a pin in that. I don't. I'm gonna, I hate my Super Bowl team. I'm gonna throw. Ooh, that's interesting. I'm gonna throw another volatile team. Yep. In the AFC out there, a team that I'm trying to make sense of. Okay. A lot has happened around this team this year. They've been up. They've I'm been down. I'm guessing they're imposters based on, based on what I can see. Yeah. Um, yeah, imposters. So they've gotten Ugh. exceptionally lucky because for their first few games, like the first eight games that they played, they got an over 30% pressure percentage against opposing quarterbacks. If you have sustained pressure for that long, then you're absolutely going to do some damage. And congratulations, Max Crosby, that like extra X like really works out for you. Mm. But the problem is, is they have on the other side they don't have a very reliable running execution even. And I mean that with like short passes to a lot of screen passes. Most coaches consider those running, you know, running downs for kind of the way that they think it through. They don't have consistency there. And, you know, they don't, ha- and I like Derek cards, absolutely nothing against him. But when you don't have an O line, it is hard to an O line that consistently can keep you from harm's way. It just, it's hard to have long-term sustained wins. Like they're just like Vegas, high risk, high reward, but it could go terribly wrong as well. I see them as nine and eight, but I think your model is going to have them at 8.4. It's, it's, it's a little wow, bit. It's closer. Harsh. It is under nine. It is under nine. Mm. But remember, again, big but Because they're already about, at five and three. So yeah. somewhere in the eights is... That's another, another nothing, crumble job. Nothing short season. of a, a disaster. Yeah, but they've got the next three 
Chiefs, Bengals, Cowboys, and then I have a win right. for Washington, then Chiefs, Browns, Broncos, Colts, Chargers. Like, the rest of their schedule is not very nice to them. We'll get to it Thursday, but I, to me, this Chiefs-Raiders game is, is fascinating. This Super fascinating. Anybody Especially because they, they've played. Mark, do you got one? Well. I have a quick one, um, and that I'll – We'll keep it brief. Um, <laughs> the Lions are. Do you what have them about them? Team? Uh, that's your team, but do you? They're see not them? my team. I hate them. Oh, you they're t- my team to hate. Oh, they're in your blood. emotionally, which I, I appreciate. Right. Yes. Do you have Michigan them girl. like as like zero point two? Like, are they hovering towards that zero and seventeen season for the first time? <laughs> the models pro football. History. Models I mean, got to give them a W. I, they got to be uh, two point three. The no. model had them beating the Eagles a couple weeks ago. Uh, do you know how mad I was about that? I hated it. They were they could run up for like five well, minutes. So computer, oh, that's why you're so mad at them. Is it now. is your computer does it grow uh, disobedient at times and it, like right. is it rebelling against you on some level? So the, Mark wants to know how do you punish the computer when it becomes disobedient? Does it see, back? Just use see, that's the, the words. funny part, right? Like the the funny part here is it's all actually like I name it after like I'll put in random things. Like some years it'll be like uh, random '80s rockers. Other years it'll be and it's all named things that I can't. So I can't look at it because I have to make some corrections. There'll be errors in the code and I don't want to know because I do like certain teams more than other teams like teams that give me a paycheck I did the preseason with the Bills. You're darn right. I like them better than I like other teams. the Jets. I like mm-hmm. them better than other teams. Like so, I don't want to be biased in any way possible. So it's all you can name them next year. I'll let you name, and it just randomly I would assigns. I to be part of the process on Perfect. that level. Yes. Perfect. Yes. So when you when you have it do it like <laughs> anonymously, and you have to do these error fixes, then you're not like fixing, you know, because sometimes the the reason that my model is like valuable more than like just random numbers is like I'll ask coaches for real context. So I'll be like, what happened here? I'll be like, the safety was in the wrong spot or the quarterback didn't see the you didn't pick up or the running back didn't pick up the blitz or something so like great so you can put in something there with like real people who's who do these things Mm. and then like when my phd people from when this is why like i still paying for my my master's degree right because you know i well one i took out loans and two because then i can go back and be like these phd people who don't care about football they can be like your math's wrong here fix Mm. it here so it gets better every week but what are what it. what do you got the lines at? One point four. Okay. Oh, jerks. Well, that the jerk will, store called. Feels fair. So what, you're what a fish- celebration when they get that second. Yeah, when they get you that are point. Congratulations, there are officially not great quarterbacks in this upcoming draft class, uh, and the Lions will continue to be terrible. Could have had Justin uh, Fields. All right. Could have had a lot. Let's of people. not let's not pile on. All right, we only have a pile few more on. minutes with you, Cynthia. Not, not you, the Lions. Oh, I, they they can deserve it. There's not kneecaps to bite. I understand. By the Ooh. way, when I was there for so She's first Bills preseason game was at Ford Field and like I was happy oh because Ford Field's a great field and I'm from Michigan in the summer and Michigan's great uh, like an hour before the game started all of a sudden you see like this coach like throw a fit and he takes his headset throws it off on the line side then he goes storming off the field and like I walk over like what happened like oh they fired their strength and conditioning coach um, like 90 minutes before the game and what? and I was like why what? And when then, was this this is first preseason game and this then I was year. like that's weird so I'm like googling it and whatever and I'm not reporting because I'm on the Bills side and no one cares and then they play their starters against the Bills third string until the fourth quarter I kid you not and they lost what what a weird <laughs> what a like, story. this is going to be a great season uh, guys alright okay before you go you said you don't like your Super Bowl pick so before Cynthia tells yeah. us who it is with that information in mind, let's take a guess. guess. The it's model, easy to guess. The model, oh, it is easy to guess. All right, I, I was going to so. say uh, the Packers. What about you, Greg? Um, you don't. You're saying both. Are we? Do we pick? Oh no, both I, like my, okay. I like my. I like my AFC. Bills. I don't. Bills, yeah, I like then my are bills. Yep. That's that was just a guess. Uh, I'm going to say that the Bucks that you don't like. Right. I like Mark? the Bucks. I love uh, Todd Bowles. You know that. Okay. Don't I was like. Wrong, um, 
I think Packers is very strong, but just for the sake of variety, I'll go Rams. Um, I it's it's the Packers. Oh, I want nothing to do. Like I'm mad that like my preseason or my my preseason said Packers Chiefs, mm-hmm. and now midseason it's Packers Bills, and I'm. So are you because the Chiefs yeah. and Bills is that partly because they're going to get the one seed? Sorry. Well, at, before last week, it wasn't going to be the Packers and then the Rams lost and then like some weird stuff happened last week. And then, of course, the week before the Saints beat the Bucks. So I was like, come on, give me something that I like. So this like Chiefs, Bills, everybody's grouping them together about how the defenses are are strategizing and slowing down the attack. You're, I guess the model says Brian Dable and the Bills are going to figure this out and get back on track. Otherwise, how are they going to get to the big dance? I mean, I'm concerned about it when I watched that game on Sunday in the last, you know, few weeks with this team. There reason to be. A- absolutely, it's pre- really come down to pressure on the quarterback. That's what happened in the Pittsburgh game. That's what happened in this last game against the Jags. Early pressure. So th- what Brian Dable's on, he almost didn't run the ball at all in the first half. I think two runs, like that's it. Like mm. Josh Allen scrambled a few times, but those aren't running running designed runs in any way, right? So it's interesting. I'm curious to see like what's going on with the running backs because it's gonna be it's really going to come down to you for this team. Can they keep Josh Allen mm. from getting pressured, especially early in the game? Because we've seen a few slow starts for the Bills. So if they don't have like the if they can't get it going right away, then it's gonna be difficult for them to to kind of pick up the pace at the end because of that pressure. So it's really comes down to offensive pressure. No, we don't have models. But um, but you can see we it, were asked we by our models. editor, Gennaro, we are on models. Monday to send in our new yep. predictions for the season. So I wanted to just I did too. I was check, in, check in with with you guys to see, sure. did you actually send send it <laughs> back? I know Dan's busy on Mondays. <laughs> I made time on Monday and did it. Nice. Uh, nice. So what did, as well because what did you go? What did you guys does. go with as your Super Bowl? Uh, so I so my my move here number one is like it's I didn't put it through a, a model. I kind of said I want to do something that I don't think anyone else will Ooh, do. I like it, and it will get you know. That's how you had. Attention. That's how you had the Dolphins winning the AFC East going into right? the season. Clearly not a model there, but uh, <laughs> I have the Cardinals, <laughs> which feels secure. Feels like I'm observing the sport on some level Smart, over the Patriots, who I think are going to rise up and do Ooh, something like super spicy. But it's really just to get the. I I decided it was it's too late to back out. I think it's a coward's move to change your pick. So even though I think the Chiefs are all sorts of issues, I didn't bail. I picked them before the season. I'm sticking with the Chiefs to figure this out, and it becomes a big story. They beat the Packers. Right, see, I only change it if it's totally necessary but then I this, this is the first time I've changed the Super Bowl pick but I changed you know two of the playoffs I had to take the Dolphins out of the playoffs uh, I had uh, the Bucks Bucks over the Ravens I mean Greg and I had the both had the 49ers we both had the, the 49ers so are you I saying to, we should publish that again I know but you got it but I was happy I, like I kept that. that's extreme I, I kept my 10 of the 12 playoff teams I removed the 49ers and Dolphins threw in the Chargers and the guess what Mark someone else I still have the Browns in the playoffs, just like I did in yeah. August. Yeah, I, me too. I like the Browns Rosenthal. In the I oh, I put the Browns in now too, so I guess I, I changed another them one. In. That's See, who I, I put I, in know. for the Dolphins. Yeah. Well, yeah. some of us had it from the jump. Come on, I, have some I faith. Wish I, I wish I could well, do like I like, like split my personality because like my gut versus like sometimes I look at these and I'm like I don't want to make that pick, but like I it's my own head, whatever. It's like so, and sometimes it sometimes it's right and sometimes it lets me down, right? Like it sometimes I did not want to pick the Panthers last week, but my model said it because they had mm. they had some you know they have some positive indicators when Christian McCaffrey's on the field. There, I didn't like that one. You did that. Bill to me. Belichick ruins everything. I didn't like That's it either. When yeah. when you ran, you you put the they put this little graphic up on game day view when she does the survivor picks three hundred thousand simulations. That's a lot. 
Mm. And uh, the Panthers yeah. were somehow like gonna be the better. It's team. like machine versus, and Greg is just a man, and like you're go, you're lot. machine versus Greg's manliness. No, look, some, sometimes you gotta go with if they neither one's right. You know, you got And this week has the like some of the most upsets we've seen in like this season. Actually, two weird things like away teams are winning more often than tip, like a normal season, and you know, in terms of those Vegas odds or whatever we're allowed to say or not. Allowed, I don't whatever. We're allowed to say that. Okay, whatever Vegas odds. There's been way more upsets of both. Like you've seen a lot of like the line get totally blown up, like further from the standard deviation. That's probably an off limits word just because it's bad um, than than normal too, right? Like uh, <laughs> we just don't know what it means. Yeah, the math talk's <laughs> getting a little above above the old C line now. But uh, Cynthia Freeland, you've said it all, all of it. You check it, check her out on Game Day View on NFL Network on Fridays, Power Rankings, uh, Game Day Morning on Sundays. You name the show. Fantasy Live quite a bit. Fantasy Live. Our our guy Claybon. I feel like my, like, hourly rate's, like, probably under minimum wage now. Put that in the machine and then send (laughs) it upstairs. All right, Cynthia Freeland, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. There she goes. All right, stay right here. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Out goes one queen of around the NFL, and in comes... Another. I don't even think we need to stop down. We should just we, don't. Like, we should just, just show our professionalism and tap dance until Colleen Wolf comes on. And there, oh <laughs> so it'd be a great Colleen time comes to storming through the door and leaves a dent in a wooden wall. Uh oh! It's not. It's not Colleen's music. It's Priyanka, Miss Jonas, Miss Jonas' brother. What up, Connie? There's your headset. Yeah, 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 you know Colleen, of course. Oh, my God, just, hi. She just recorded the Split Ends podcast with Erica Tamposi. Sure Check did. that out, the latest episode. And now we're going to welcome you in. How are you, by the way? I'm great. This chair is very high. A little bit. I think it's just because I'm short, so my it's legs little... aren't touching the ground. They're just swinging around. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a, a mannequin, like a... Uh, you know the dummy thing, but you're no dummy. I'm a dummy. You're huh? a Is that what you're saying? And you are the Thursday night, the face of Thursday night football coverage on NFL Network. And we're going to talk a little Thursday night football right now, Connie. Baltimore Ravens at Miami Dolphins. So you get to go down to Miami. That's good. Miami. My- Miami. Miami. Oh yeah. Um, tell us about this game. As you you do your tireless research. <sighs> what, what are you feeling about this? Just one? like. After doing all of this research, I'm just so psyched out of my mind to see Justin Tucker in person. Ooh, like, oh, that's okay. Miami. Right. I can't wait. It's I'm a tough spot because you replaced Cynthia Freeland, who's like putting 82,000 million reams of data into a computer each day. So I know your research reams. is equal of that. There's no doubt about <laughs> reams, it. You know? But yeah, watching Justin Tucker warm up, I've done that before. That's that's a show in itself. You oh, yeah. To see him drill it from 65. You, have you ever in your time on TNF had a kicker? No. Come on. If there, This is the greatest kicker of all time. The problem that we have here is that the Dolphins stink and Tua might not be playing. Mm-hmm. So the chances that it comes down to a, a Tucker kick are slim, but not nil because primetime games are weird, especially Thursday night games. But can you get in the ear of the producers? If it does come down to it, Tucker is he's a well-spoken guy. He's got some charisma. He's an opera singer. I want him to There's sing. Pop. There's pop. Let's go after Justin Tucker if we can. You know, I was thinking about this during the Seahawks-Rams Thursday night game when we had the double punt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why don't we get, why don't, what is it, Michael Badgley? 
I don't know. Honey, yeah, the money, the money badger. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, why don't we get him on the dais? Like, that would be fantastic. Uh, we did not. We got Matthew <laughs> well, now Stafford. That you, so now that you, you pitched the money badger. I feel like it's going to be the girl that cries wolf. When we go to her, go to them with the kicker again, they're going to be like, well, Colleen, that's. You know. I know. I got to pick other, my can't spots. Take you seriously. With like the other burly football men on that set, are they not going to respect a kicker? Is that the issue? No, kickers are people, too. I think sure. I think even like the the real burly football men respect Justin Tucker though because I think everyone realizes he's plus if you can get Lamar and and they win then that's oh yeah that's that's who who you want but it could be a game winning kick because that's the kind of games the Ravens play four four, uh, fourth quarter comebacks for them four game I know I hear you but their last second wins are against two the Chiefs of course they're a good team the Lions the Colts. You know, and the Vikings, not exactly a murderer's row of teams that they had to, you know, come from behind to beat. They're always in a second half deficit, too. It just feels like their slow starts are something that they need to change. And I don't know. I don't know how they fix that. But this team is super resilient. And Lamar Jackson, he's able to do it with his arm. He's able to do it on the ground. And we saw it again against the Vikings when they were down by 14. But Hollywood Brown, he's also having a breakout season, has six touchdowns already this year and I just feel like it says a lot about this team that they're able to win the games that they've won and the way that they've done it with all of the injuries that they've had this season. Well, here's the thing with the Ravens because when people like Cynthia with the with their data machines and then you look at things like DVOA and all that stuff's good uh, and it shows, it spits out numbers that say the Ravens aren't actually that good and it kind of annoys me because it doesn't factor into me, Lamar Jackson, and why he's just a cheat code for their offense. He's and like the ultimate fixer. He is, and I, I see it week after week and the way he just kind of got them back into that game against the Vikings, a game that it felt like they were in a lot of trouble. They got back into the game before halftime and then give up a 97-yard kickoff return, but they keep fighting. They keep fighting, and they're just a team that I think just finds a way uh, I know that's not analytical, but they just are. That's who the Ravens are under John Harbaugh. But that is when you have someone like Lamar Jackson, like it's going to defy numbers and all our beloved DVOA data and everything else. They're a team that piled up 36 first downs in that Vikings game, and the NFL record is 40. Hmm. I mean, they just – and I think the one thing about Lamar Jackson is the fumbles have been there. There have been some mistakes, but he always – it doesn't shake him at all. Like I, I think last year you saw the Ravens' offense – become a little chaotic to the point where Hollywood Brown and Lamar were squawking publicly. It's all gone away because he is, I think, Lamar Jackson, able to overcome personal errors and and like a, an offense that's largely like missing guys all over the place. Right, but they, they have weapons now. That, that That is the strength of their team, is their passing attack and the depth of their passing attack. Brown is a true one right now. Sammy Watkins might come back for this game. Andrews is a Pro Bowl tight end. Rashad Bateman's come in and immediately been a pro. Made like tough catches where he's like a, the number two type of chain mover. Duvernay is kind of a fun number four who who makes plays too. So it's like suddenly that's that's a strength. And they built this offense this offseason to beat all the zone coverages that he goes against. And so that's where the ball keeps going. And they're not beating zone coverages like Kirk Cousins does with the dump offs. They're beating it over the linebackers and ahead of the cornerbacks. And so everything is 15 to 20 yards up the field. And I I find this matchup interesting, if only because the Dolphins are, I think, number two in terms of blitzing this year, mm-hmm. like the number two most blitz-heavy team. 
which goes against what you normally would want to do against Lamar Jackson because you got to play man coverage if you do that, and then he just runs all over you. So do you dare Lamar to run and just keep blitzing like crazy? His numbers, for what it's worth, against the blitz this year are not good. So if I'm the Dolphins and if I'm the Ravens, who are another one of the most heavy blitz, heavy teams, like I just blitz, 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 and then your Dolphins just see what happens. It might go terribly, and he might run for 200 yards, but I'd rather that than him throwing over the top all game. And the Dolphins' defense, they really haven't faced a ton of mobile quarterbacks outside of Josh Allen, who crushed them. So I think it'll be interesting to see how Lamar Jackson does against them. This is an important game, I think, for Brian Flores. It's a island game, a lot of eyes on it, and you know, ownership's mulling what they want to do next as an organization. One other guy in the Ravens wanted to point out, anybody else notice a little bit of juice in Devonta Freeman? Yeah. A little bit? Like, uh, So you, there's just a lot of pieces on that offense. They had 500 yards on the nose uh, against the Vikings that I think is just going to overwhelm Miami, Miami, Miami. Whoa, that was awesome. Holy. But uh, Connie, the good thing about the game that you cover every week is Thursday night is weird as hell. I love it. And you don't know how it's actually going to play out. So Justin Tucker needing to kick a long field goal and getting up on the dais in play. Please pitch it if it happens. By the way, I saw that someone screenshotted on their timeline that you and I both had the same Mike White reaction seconds apart, milliseconds (laughs) apart. I was so upset that they took him away from us. Man from us, yes, they took him. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I, I predicted that though. You I'm did. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry that that came true. All right, Connie. Anything else you want to add? How's everything else? Hey, everything's going great. So a nice picture guys. of you and your husband on the old gram. Yes, we went to a wedding. Ooh, it was where? Super fun. It was in Anaheim. We stayed. What's what are weddings like in Anaheim? Anaheim. Oh my gosh, I haven't been to a wedding in so long. <laughs> at Anaheim, it was so much fun because it was a big wedding too, mm-hmm. and. When we, you know, normally when you sit down, the the reception opens up after cocktail hour and it's just some nice jazzy dinner Mm -hmm. music. No, no, no. This was like a Greek club all night from start to finish. It was really fun. Greek Persian wedding. They don't mess around with friends. Oh my gosh. Celebrations. If you can get yourself to a Greek wedding, you should do it. Do you predict success for the couple? I mean, being real, like they're not going to hear this. No, I I love them. They're great Uh, together. Good people. Were you in the wedding party? No, but I should have been. I was in the wedding party of a Basically. Ooh, wedding. No, not really. Yeah. Not like I. I mean, just because we just our got, table brought you, it. You like we the were the of, we were the fun yeah. table. The ceremonies different than most weddings. Somebody walking in a circle around. There were circles. And groom, there was stuff going on. There were crowns yeah. with yep. ribbons where they do thing. the three thing. It is. And then the music. Ah. Uh, Souffleke. Yeah, and they do this thing where they're like, I think the Persian side, I had never been to a Persian wedding before, mm-hmm. and they were like, la, 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 la. They'd make that noise. See, I haven't and been to one of those yet. That sounds the hot. The kiss. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, I like, like circles. What percentage would you say um, John looking good at a wedding is like the reason that you married him? 100%, yeah. Oh, wow. So there's nothing. Because he does, yeah, he brings <laughs> a lot no of baggage trip, too. Hey. That, you know. yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. He right, has so many at things. John's picture. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Many reasons why I married him, but that, yes, is one That's of them. Mm-hmm. You think John's hot, Greg? I think I was just going off of her comment uh, on the thing, just like, look how nice my. Well, boy how, on the scale of one to one, how say hot that? do you find know. him, Greg? Answer the yeah, question. what is his number? Like, on the I'm not going to give him a number. If he There's was no an NFL right head answer. coach, where would you slot him in? 
I that's your guys's. I have my number. I won't <laughs> share it because there's almost it's like a no win situation there. If it's right. too my high, my number it's is weird. high on guns. Yeah. I would put it. I would say it'd be alarming. I'm just high. saying, like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's he's bringing a lot to the table, but there's you know he was a Johnson and Johnson guy. Like, there's some negative too. So are you though? Right. That's and I, I haven't been. Do you want to grade uh, the three of us before you say goodbye? Do you want to? I'm gonna keep that to myself. Grades? Okay. But you're all ten. But do you in have it? Book. Do you have it in your head? Like just when I said that? I've never thought about it before. Mm. So. We're not even. I would rather you. not. Like you've never even thought. We're not it. even. Like we don't even just, occur in anyone's I say that. space. Either. Because you, know you guys what? are like my three brothers. Friends. Do you know what's funny, Connie? I know that and you're a sister to us. You're a little sister. I sometimes say that to my wife too. You know, you're married for a long time. It's like, do you still see me as a man? Am I a man to you still? Like <laughs> oh, where where are we at? This is you talking to her. Wow. Uh, sometimes, right. sometimes right. you have that conversation. Then Greg goes, "Wow, nothing ever unfortunate happens in my man." That's I just it's a funny <laughs> conversation. How does Emily respond to that? Yeah, it's more just, like a tease I'm, when it's like, "Hey, let's get back on the track in terms of being a, a we fell in love as a couple. Let's go on a date. Let's have some fun together. Let's you know it's tough when you have two mm. kids. I've come mm. to the I am. Um, it's not even a conclusion. It feels factual that my <laughs> significant other is severely annoyed with me generally so. right I've, I've long assumed that no woman ever looks at me like that or as a man and if you ever find out the opposite like what a nice pleasant surprise that here's that's... a perfect example that sometimes it gets on my radar with my wife like if i go and i have let's say right now i have a, a grizzly beard that i'm trying to grow in if if what i'll always do when it's time to shave it ah. i will keep i will shave the beard and keep a, a mustache, mustache right and then i'll start walking around the house and I look like Don Mattingly in 1988, and she doesn't notice. And I'm like, whoa, that's, whoa. That's concerning. Yeah. She's, she's, I'm going to play this back for her, and she's, she's going to kill out. me. She's yeah. tuned out. All right. It'll be the second time she listens to the show. Also, so. <laughs> Straight tens, though, you three. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Dime pieces. We got three dimes in the studio. 30 cents. That doesn't feel That's what real. it adds up to. Yeah. Uh, Erica, another 10. Thank you. Um, do you want to get a split ends uh, plug in? Uh, we had a very special guest on this morning, and I think everyone's going to really enjoy this episode. Oh, good. So yeah. wherever you get your podcast, check out the Split Ends podcast and Connie Fox, the tiny box, the it platonic friend, Sessler. the little sister. <laughs> she, she was waiting for <laughs> They're someone know. to say subscribe. The suspense. Right. Right. It added to it. Yeah. Um, have Thanks fun in Miami. 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 And Justin Tucker, let's make it happen. Let's yes. will it into All existence. Right. All right. That's it. Dan Heads is signing off for... Cynthia Freeland, the pretty hate machine, the old boss, Quiet Storm. That's a good nickname for Cynthia. And of course, that was not her nickname. Ah, uh, heed the call. <laughs> Sorry, Colleen's looking so confused. <laughs>